0: Welcome to the Man of War podcast. My name is Rafa Kandi, and of course, I am a man on a mission here to transform you into a modern-day warrior, a man of action, a man who steps up come hell or high water, more importantly, a man who wants to be a stronger father, husband, leader, and of course, visionary. All right, the Man of War Crucible, I get emails and DMs about this all day long. All right, listen, we book out somewhere in the neighborhood of five to six months ahead of time. So right now we are in September, we are booked up all the way for the rest of 2022. The next one that you can get into, if you qualify for it, if you meet the criteria is 2023 in January, you'll be going into group 16. If you don't know what the Man of War Crucible is, you've been living under a rock. It is the most powerful, life-changing, most difficult challenge that you will be part of. It is a rite of passage for men. But the beautiful part is when you cross that gate, you graduate into the Men of war society. The fastest-growing, most powerful, private brotherhood of men. We're talking about high-level men, men who are going to hold you accountable, who are going to support you, who are there to help you be the best version of yourself, to surround yourself with a group of men like that, it's almost non-existent, men who are like-minded, men who are walking this warrior's path with you. We're talking about from every level possible. Now listen, first you must get through the Man of war crucible, then when you graduate, if you make it because of dropout right now, it's close to 40%, then that opens a door into the men of war society. All right, so those DMs and emails, I don't respond to all of them because it's very difficult for me. I get probably about 100 a week, but here it is. Please do yourself a favor. Study what the program is about. There's 12 weeks in coaching prior to your deployment date, six weeks on the front end, six weeks on the back end. Very, very powerful. It's changed hundreds, hundreds, and hundreds of lives. And maybe even now, I think we're close to over a 1,000 men, very close to a 1,000 men that we've put through this program over the last four years. All right, we're very specific on who we let through. You got to meet our credentials. You got to be a man of honor, of integrity, and really a man who's committed to making the change. All right, enough said about that. Today's podcast is very, very powerful. Not only is Craig Sawyer a personal good friend of mine, but this guy is an icon. All right, this guy is a DevGrew, SEAL Team 6 operator. Um, I mean, his story is fascinating. Uh, What he's done in his career, he has stepped up and shown, exhibited moral courage over and over again, and he is on the hunt right now. All right, he is one of those guys that you look at and you say, damn, man, he is a fighter. He keeps on going, a guy that does not rest on his laurels, a warrior if I've ever met one. Now, with that said, his mission is very simple, is to hunt down these predators that are doing bad things to young kids, these fucking pedophiles, all right? And his whole life right now, his whole life mission is to destroy and dismantle these groups of child traffickers. Now, this is a very deep podcast. We talk about a lot of things, but I want you to know every part of it is from the heart. All right, let's get right into it. Greg Sawyer, welcome back to the Man of War podcast. I got to tell you, it's an honor to have you on, man, the second time you've been on. And we've been talking before uh, we started this recording, and there's uh, a lot that we're going to cover today. More importantly, you're a good friend of mine. Um, I love your family. I know I love what you stand for, and we need more men like you. So before we get started, for those that don't know who Craig Sawyer is, can you just give me a little bit of your background, please?
1: Yeah, well, basically, I spent most of my life in counterterrorism i started off in the marine corps then i went to the seal teams and ended up at the tier one level of counter-terrorist operations did a lot of work as a sniper and then i did five years of federal law enforcement and the air marshal service ended up blowing the whistle on a high-ranking ses level executive from the top of the fbi who was brought to the air marshal service and put in charge of our field office and um he eventually Got fired for gross mismanagement, which is exactly what I'd reported him for. And then I did 10 years of high threat mobile security over in the war zones for the Department of State and the intelligence community. And then I've done quite a bit of film and television work, firearms related television shows. Um, Top Shot, uh, a lot of History Channel, Sniper Deadliest Missions, these kinds of shows. Um, uh R. Lee Ermey's show Gunny Time. Uh, kind of co-hosted that with him i was on for three seasons with him and um and then i founded veterans for child rescue a nonprofit organization mm-hmm. founded specifically to expose and combat the the industrial scale child trafficking inside the united states love that love that
0: so let, let's dive right into um vet for child rescue um i love the fact that you know you come out of the military and you're a man on a mission you don't rest on your laurels you're out there hunting um and i mean even now you're out there progressively doing things um i want to talk a little bit about the movie you guys released um a little bit ago i've watched that movie okay. three four times i've I've forwarded that movie to people that i know oh
1: so, bless you for it
0: yeah yeah so let's talk a little bit about that. So guys, Ken, where can they access that movie for people that really want to dive into the world of uh, child trafficking?
1: Yeah, well, knowledge is power, and that's why we brought it. So you can go watch it at no charge on contralandmovie.com. And on that website, there are multiple links to different platforms that you can access it through you can watch it on your laptop but i encourage you to watch it on a smart tv a big screen with good audio because it's a high quality film and it uh rips the lid off of the child trafficking industry how we got here and some of what can be done about it so it was just the beginning but boy everybody needs to see that film
0: it's a great film um i highly recommend it for anyone out there that is interested on, you know, how this child uh, trafficking works and the intricacies that go in. it. I mean, Craig is in there and he's, I think it's a very, very well laid out movie. And I think that anyone that doesn't even understand anything could watch it for the first time and get a great feel. So um, I really would recommend anyone to go out there and watch it. And of course, share it. We want to get that message out. So, Craig, how did you start Vet for Route, You know, for Child Rescue. What was it really that, um, you know, what inspired you to to create this company? Because you know, you could have done a million things, but you focused on this in the end.
1: Yeah. Well, it this is a this mission is a calling for me, Rafa. I my father was a very sincere and devout pastor of a church. He was a genuine spiritual leader and i watched him just change the lives of so many people over the decades he just poured his heart into people and um you know i i went to go make my contribution to our country that i, I love very much you know we grew up in southern texas very patriotic uh, usa loving culture there and i went to go make my mark as a warrior to stop evil from coming here and it was when a friend of mine from the intelligence community confided in me that the area that we had grown up in had become the hottest epicenter of child trafficking in the united states and a little bit of what that looks like it i just found it so upsetting and i realized that my dad would not have tolerated this he would he would have fought and it fought it on every level and it was explained to me that this craig the, there is an evil origin of this crime this is not just a financial crime like so many others this one is is mm-hmm. when you dig through all the layers of it it is spiritual these people it's a religious cult group at the core of this that are doing the darkest most heinous damage to children and it's for religious purposes these are very some very sick people um Tragically, these people, some of them are among the world's most powerful and wealthy families. We're talking about the ones that move up to $500 trillion around the globe between central banks and fund both sides of every war now and have bought up all of our mainstream news media uh, networks and, and run big tech. And that's why so many of these institutions will not inform the american populace on child trafficking or so many of the other facts uh, as to the dangers that are destroying our country because this global cabal trump refers to them as the cabal many refer to them as the cabal because it's a crime network but at their core they are a luciferian cult they're they're there are ideals that they subscribe to that are utterly dark and destructive. And the children are at the center of that. And we're talking about ancient gods like Baal and Moloch, that these demon gods that these people worship. And just like in the Bible, they, they, they destroy children. They, they torture them to death. And they think that they get special privileges from the dark side for, for doing that. Now, with that big push, you've also got people... Beneath them at every level, the Mexican drug cartels, MS-13, the Crips and Bloods, local gangbangers now selling children the way they would have sold narcotics or weapons in the past because they're able to make more money from it. And it's just there's so much corruption, Rafa, where, uh, you know, we've got globalist billionaires funding the campaigns of judges and DAs so mm-hmm. that they will not prosecute entire uh areas of crime uh, including child trafficking and child rape crimes there, there are categories of crimes that are no longer being prosecuted in virtually every major city in the United States and many smaller towns now as these judges are allowed to have their campaigns funded by George Soros it's uh it's destructive you can research it and verify it but it's being allowed to happen and it's you know the first rule of warfare is to recognize that you're in one and the american populace even though the soviet 45 goals for overthrowing the united states without firing a shot were read before congress in 1963 the American populace is still largely uneducated on it and unaware. It's called fifth-generation warfare, and what it is is attacking the culture of our country, that which made us strong and unbeatable with tanks, planes, and guns. The Russians decided back in the 50s that they were going to overthrow us without firing a single shot, by destroying all our institutions, by destroying our faith, destroying... Um our culture that united us and made us insurmountable. So that's what they've been doing. And when you read through how they intended to take over the news networks, both political parties, academia, Then you start to see what they've done and you're like, oh, my God, this epiphany happens. The light bulb turns on. You're like, I see what they're doing now. Why hasn't that been mandatory study in all levels of our education, along with civics and how to how to vote and how our votes matter and and all of these things? Well, no, those have been slowly omitted from our educational because this same globalist cabal that's destroying children have bought up uh, influence in all of our academic institutions, the teachers unions, which books what what information gets taught to our youth and the omission of the destruction, the genocide of communism of over 100 million civilians in the past century. And uh, that's no longer being taught. So our youth no longer understand what it took to gain this sanctuary of freedom and liberty that we have here in the United States. They no longer understand what our Constitution provides us, and they no longer understand what big government models around the globe have resulted in over the last hundred years. So they don't know the precious um, value of what our United States provides, so they'll offer it up uh, without a fight to our enemies. And that's what's happening right now. We are under attack. They've gotten their entire checklist checked off. It's done, Rafa. We we now are in a type of slavery that we have to alert ourselves and each other to, to climb back out of it, to begin restoring any freedom and liberty. Now, you guys have a strong governor there in Florida who gets it. He sees it, and he's actively combating it. God bless him for it, and people love him there. I mean, I, it was great to sit down with you guys and have dinner when we were there and visit with you. But I was asking, how do people like DeSentis here? And you man, you guys are like, people love him. I turn around and ask anybody at any table. They're like, this guy's crushing it for us. And that's why people from blue states are moving to to places like that. But that's what we have to do. We have to recognize the fact that there's hostility being leveled against us, and they're taking literally everything that's precious and sacred to us. So we have to have the moral courage. To stand up and go, no, 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 no. We're not gonna, we're not gonna put up with this here. You're wrecking our children, you're destroying the future of our nation, not only for us, but our offspring, our children our children's children, and so on. We cannot just sit on the sidelines and be tolerant and allow everything to be destroyed right before our eyes any longer, or it'll be absolutely irrecoverable. It may already be irrecoverable, but we have a lot. I'm having to do and we need to get at it we need to coordinate and stay united to do it divide and conquer is a well-known military strategy because it's effective and it's old and it's being used against us and we're falling for it we're turning on each other we're hating each other we're categorizing each other and it is utterly destructive it's at our own expense that we do this and we need to see through it and shake it off and realize hey you know what my brother in another state or my sister, just because they vote for a different political party or they may be a, a different gender or or ethnicity, it doesn't matter. We we agree on so many more things. If we actually sit down and put our feet up and say, what do you want for humanity? Man, we agree on overwhelmingly the same things. It's just a matter of right. whether or not we, we have the faith in big government to make those things happen or not. So... Yeah, that's 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 kind of my my rant for this. Yeah, morning. that's
0: that that's um uh, no, it's powerful without a doubt. So let's dive into moral courage, right? Because <clears throat> a lot of what you're saying here, I believe that there's a lot of leaders and positions that are spineless that don't have the courage to do anything about any situation whatsoever. So, you know, when we look at a society in general, I look at from the offsprings of of newborn kids and, and, and you look at young men that are coming up in our society, even young women, just their, their mindset is so much different to the time that me and you were growing up. And these people, unfortunately, that are raising these weak minded, um, you know, younger individuals are spineless. They're teaching them things that are going to bring down our society. I truly believe that we have people in power. Truly, that number one, they shouldn't be there. Number two, the fact that their mindset, the fact that they think in a way that's obstructive to our way of life, that's not conducive yeah. for any growth, anything that has to do with integrity, anything that's to do with honor, it's just almost put in the back burner now. Uh, in the back burner now. So moral courage more people need to step up they need to do what's right they need to do it from the heart um without thinking twice about it you know what are your thoughts on this lack of of this virtue this this exhibition of, of lack of courage that we have going on in our society
1: well it's it's been systematically done to us if you if you listen to Yuri Bezmenov's lectures on ideological subversion, he'll let you know that this has all systematically been done. They are implanting things like political correctness, which just is just a weapon of the enemy to cause you and me not to be able to speak the truth, the bold, clear truth to call things what they are and to describe things as to what they really are and the effects that they actually have so if they cripple our language they click they cripple our thought and our and our public discussion and that cripples our actions and it renders us ineffective you got to be able to call a spade a spade so i've recognized political correctness uh, instinctively for what it was from the very beginning but it is you know i like to ask people and challenge men and women to just look themselves in the mirror and do an analysis and just ask themselves who am i what am i am i just a you know a random uh, pack of cells you know staggering around in figure eights until i pass away and that's the end of it or am i a soul who's enjoying a journey right now inside of a physical human body And what does this journey mean? Why am I here on planet earth? Out of all the places this soul could be in the universe and all the forms of existence I could have, I have a physical human body. What is the purpose? And I would submit to people that as stated in the Holy Bible, this is a selection course. Life is a selection course and it's filled with obstacles to assess our behavior, the decisions that we make when faced with adversity, with a challenge. What am I going to do sure. when cancer presents? What am I going to do when the loss of a job presents itself? What am I going to do when confronted with adversity? Am I going to fold and and react in cowardice and selfishness? Or am I going to find my higher path and respond in a way that feels really good It may not go along with the current, amoral, degenerate mainstream, but it just instinctively feels better. And just, am I going to speak the truth? And if you read the Bible, you read what I believe absolutely is the Word of God, then God can speak to you through that. Faith cometh through hearing, and hearing through the Word of God. So when we read the Word of God Almighty Himself, our Creator, He could speak to us, and that's how we hear Him, and that's where our faith comes from. We can understand, aha, I understand why I'm here. I understand what life's about. I understand the Creator and His nature and His loving hopes for us, and that's where our moral courage comes from, understanding what the heck we are and why we're on this planet in the first place, and then we're not afraid. We can act not out of fear, but out of bold moral courage that we're acting in good faith what are you going to do rafa are you going to kill me if you're if some sort of scumbag um um leftist or child trafficking billionaire what are you going to do to me you're going to take this this wretched life for me and send me mm-hmm. to heaven mm-hmm. yep. oh perish the thought right I, i'm not yep. afraid i don't act in fear my wife asked me she told me she confided me once years and years ago and as a seal team six operator of have growing up you know as a fighter my whole life combat hand-to-hand fighter and she said you know craig i would give anything to spend one day in your skin and be able to walk through life treating people with kindness because i want to because that's how i believe we are to be rather than doing it out of fear And just to be able to walk this life as a warrior. And I know females that do walk in in boldness and faith and not fear because their their faith in God Almighty is is so strong. And I would want that for anybody. You know, if you love people, you want them empowered. You don't want them living in fear. God said, I have not given you a spirit of fear. Well, there is a spirit of fear and it doesn't come from God. So out of, you know, process of elimination, guess where it comes from? It comes straight from the pit of hell. That is not your best. Our enemies use fear to control and manipulate us and rob and steal our future and even our present from us. So you got to recognize fear as hostile folks. You need to find your moral courage. And it comes from this bad boy right here. This bad boy right here. I'm telling you, it's not about religion. It's about spirituality, what you are and the whole purpose of it. And when you find that purpose, when you start getting an education from the word of God, there's nothing that'll be able to fool you ever again on a on a major level. You'll understand the nature of humanity. And when you start studying the, the 45 communist goals for overthrowing the United States without firing a single shot, you listen to Yuri Bezmanov's mm-hmm. lectures on ideological subversions. Yuri Bezmanov, by the way, was a Russian KGB defector and he came here to warn us about what they were doing their plans he understands psychologically their master masterful manipulation and that's how they've bent and destroyed our our public narrative and so we have to overcome all that ron desantis again is an example of one that's fighting back effectively and countering that so you know i would say that's that's how we find moral courage And when you find it, you will feel empowered and everything changes. And so I I would want that for anybody. When you love somebody, you want them empowered and knowledge is power.
0: You talked about earlier that really one of the most important components in battle and war is obviously identifying that you are in a war, in battle. Yeah. And I think sometimes that's a problem with a lot of people. They don't really see that. They don't see that they're truly in battle. See, I believe that the cabal, that I believe that the evil people that are doing bad things to good people are attacking the weakness. You know, Sun Tzu, the art of war, obviously attacked the weakness of your opponent. Yeah, and I truly believe that. Um, they're attacking the weak part of our society. And when they're crumbling and when they're burning a hole into our weakness in, in, in society what I see more often than not is people around them that can save that don't have that moral courage to step up to make a change to you know interfere to disrupt um and I see it more often than not now like you said you know the Bible is not necessarily only from a religious standpoint there's a lot of elements that you can take there that are spiritual that connect with you no matter what what religion you have? You know the the reality is that if we can just use certain aspects in our life, whether it be quotes from the Bible, whether it be verses, whether it be anything inspirational that can guide you in the right place, to put you in the right place mentally, spiritually, psychologically, uh, psychologically, and to know that what you're doing is good is, you know, we have something called sincerity of heart, Makoto, right? Which is in Japanese, it's, it's very powerful. It's doing something from the heart. You know, like you said earlier, you, you know, I think there's a tremendous disconnect between someone that's trying to do something good and then a person that just doesn't know what to do because they've grown up in a way that they just don't know how to step up and do anything that is yeah. impactful, that can help others. So I'm going to ask you a question here. Now, I'm, I'm interested in seeing, uh, listening to your answer here. How can people in our world, okay, in our, let's just kind of isolate the United States. How can people in the United States, those that are fearful to do things because we're, you know, the second that you get out of that box of being politically correct, you know, you, you're you looked at, you're made fun of, you're attacked, maybe even canceled in our society. What would you pose or would you give someone or maybe give them some type of framework or advice or have them follow some principles for those people that are just are there? They want to do something, but again, they don't have that courage because they feel they may be canceled or or blocked or whatever it may be. What fire can you ignite into someone that says, you know what, no matter what, you go out there, you do the right thing, and God will take care of you?
1: Yeah, well, the first thing I would say is that you have to analyze and look at how anybody who's brought anything good to this earth in a meaningful way Look at the way that the vitriol that this world has treated them. I don't care what you think of the personality of Donald Trump, but if you statistically go through what he did for our economy, for our military, for our national security, for so many aspects of how this country runs, I mean, he was crushing it, but he was a threat to the corrupt who enjoy the status quo that is tearing down this country. They're all in on it, and he was a threat to it. Look at the vitriol. Look what they did to Jesus Christ when he spoke the truth. These people that thought themselves pious and high and mighty, and they enjoyed all the pomp and circumstance and and respect of being these high-level religious leaders, when he told them what they really were, and to describe their behavior. They wanted to stone him multiple times. And they eventually demanded that he be crucified. They knew he was innocent. They knew that what they were doing was wrong, but they couldn't stop themselves. And if you look at life from a spiritual perspective, you'll realize you can't take your wealth with you. I can't tell you how many wealthy people I know that are lost morally and they do not have peace. They do not have self-respect. There's, There will never be enough money. If that's your love, there will never be enough. And you and I both personally know multiple examples of that. There will never be enough if that's where your priority is. Can you make money and use it for good? Absolutely. Uh, is there anything wrong with being wealthy? No, there's not. It's just a matter of where your perspective is, where your value, your priority is so yeah make your money support your family support uh, others but don't value the way that the earth these the these these lower level humans will attack you because quite frankly most most of it's out of jealousy weak minds weak characters will attack you out of jealousy if you accomplish anything good so you have to take that as a stamp of of honor on the side of your aircraft, so to speak, that you're getting all this flack because you're over the target if you're bringing something good. So I would say to those that are fearful, just take the one step. Take the one step and do something positive. Help somebody that's in need because no matter what's wrong with you, what no matter what obstacles life is throwing at you, you can do a 360 scan and find someone nearby that's got it worse. Find something, even the smallest gesture to help them and just Get alone, get quiet, and contemplate that. And just kind of, uh, I want to use the word meditate on it and analyze how that feels. And I guarantee you it'll feel good. It doesn't matter what anyone else says or thinks about it. It matters what you're doing, that you're true to yourself as a soul. What are you going to do with your time here on earth? You only have so many days. Your days are numbered. All of ours are. So what are you going to do? And when your eyes close with the for the last time I would hope that you're proud that you feel good like man, you know, I was wasn't a perfect person but for the rest of my days man I I did some good work. I put in some good stuff and I helped people and then, man I, I'm just so glad. And uh you know, we're we're building credit for the for what comes next. When our eyes close on earth for the last time we're going somewhere and do you want to be welcomed there and have it be a great uh, homecoming or do you want it to be a dark and despicable place to visit back upon you what the, the cowardice and the, and the callousness that you turned a blind eye to those that were suffering and in need so just like in the SEAL teams man at 35,000 feet a pre-dawn jump with the oxygen on and several hundred pounds of equipment uh jumping out of the, the back of a jet aircraft with 35 of my brother's um it may not feel completely comfortable but courage is taking those steps and and making it happen anyway and anything good that happens in your life i guarantee you is not going to happen in your comfort zone success and achievement does doesn't come knocking and uh, come inside your or come in your door and bring it to you on a tv dinner tray in on your sofa accomplishment and 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 um achievement doesn't deliver itself that way it comes outside of your comfort zone so i inter- encourage you take that first step if you're fearful pray up ask god for courage uh read about those that have done so much uh, before you uh, there's nothing new under the sun this is all these lessons have been learned so Take small steps and be encouraged from it and and pick up momentum because you'll find that you like it. And then in time, nobody will be able to discourage you from it because you'll know what you're about. You will have already exercised it to the degree that um, you you just simply will not stop. And that that's a beautiful day.
0: So <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about you specifically. You know, you're, I mean, you've done a lot in your career. Uh, but somehow you keep ticking you keep that fire um you keep moving you keep forging ahead there's always something going on there's always that next step your next achievement where you want to go you have your you know it's like you're you're hyper focused constantly moving forward how do you do that in your life how do you um avoid because I see you're you're a good father, you're a good husband, you're there for your family. I mean, I, I see that. So on the other side though, it's like you're freaking going at it. You know, you're you're constantly focused. So now talk to me about how you manage that, how you balance those two areas. I mean, <clears throat> you know, your daughter is a tough cookie. So she has obviously your DNA and um uh, Is it something that you taught her? I mean, because reality is when you're so hyper-focused like this, sometimes you tend to kind of close the door and you sacrifice your family, but, you know, knowing your family and knowing you personally, and then, you know, you know, you have a kick-ass family. The, you know, they will walk in through the door. I will take them in a door with me anytime, you know, they're that tough. So how do you balance your life? You know, leading your family and then, you know, being hyper-focused on what you do.
1: Well, I would love to take credit for how our children uh, have developed with their their characters and personality. But um, what what I've really taught them is to be people of their word. That's the, the thing that I've hounded on them and just pounded home. And when I show them my entrepreneurship and the things that I'm involved in and the things that come to me and the things that I accomplish, i i I talk them through it like i've kept my word no matter what it costs me because that's something that i can only i can build and nobody can take from me if i don't give it up my word means something people know that they can count on craig sawyer because i i will do what i say no matter what it costs me and i believe in that i value that and again nobody can build that for me nobody can take it from me and i've pounded that into them and i've i have encouraged them look at life from a spiritual perspective you decide who you will be every day and um so those are things that i that i've I've encouraged them to be and the rest of it rafa i think uh, god just kind of creates these souls and these characters for us and we Um, I think it's, um, it's a beautiful thing and, uh, yeah, I have a lot of love. I want my children to know that they are loved unconditionally, no matter what. And that, um, I'm proud of them and whenever they accomplish anything, I'm just so happy for them. And I think a lot of the things that I accomplished, I did because I was loved and secure. And and here's another thing. It breaks my heart to see those who came from broken families, Who are never told that they were loved who are never hugged and held it it's it's terrible it's if i i mean i could break down right now if i really started expressing what i think about it i won't but it means that much to me when i see the tragedy of it because everyone is worthy god created every one of us he loves every one of us like his children and he loves us more than any human is capable of. He literally holds us together at the subatomic particle level. There's nothing that he doesn't know. Our thoughts, our actions, our failures, he forgives us. He just wants to be with us and have a relationship. And only in having a relationship with him will you find your best, most powerful, most amazing accomplishments in life. Because that's that's the journey that we're on. So... I try to look at it that way. And you know, I would make a terrible quitter, Rafa. You know, if you imagine me quitting and going, okay, I just give up life, life is harder. I took a blow, curling up on the sofa and eating bonbons and watching, you know, <laughs> lifetime movie and <laughs> with a blanket and crying. And, and okay, well, how long how many hours right. is that gonna last before it occurs to me, okay, this sucks. How about I go kick evil's teeth in and do something about it instead of just watching? evil prevail when good men do nothing.
0: Amen to that, without a doubt. So your wife, she's a strong cookie, and I believe she's a backbone, okay? And I I believe that, you know, she's credited also for raising those kids the way that they are. Yes. Um, So I'm going to give her a tremendous amount of credit there, without a doubt, knowing what type of woman she is. But the question here is this, do you believe a man will perform better with a strong woman?
1: I I believe it 100%. I believe it. You've chosen a strong woman in your life, too. She's yes. amazing. Blessed. That's a credit to you. I think weak men choose weak, subservient, slave-like wives. Um, and I could even describe the nature of such wives. I've seen it um, countless times. I, and obviously you, have selected strong, powerful, morally courageous, intelligent women of conviction because it's attractive to us, because we want a strong queen next to us as a confident warrior king. We want a a worthy wife that will challenge us, that will call us when we're wrong, that will catch us. When we've overlooked something, they'll they'll back us up and say, "Hey, Craig Rafa, you missed this, but here's what I see from my woman's intuition that you, as you goofy caveman, you didn't pick up on." And I've got your back. Yes, thank you for catching that. We're stronger together. So damn right. <laughs> yeah, it's I see it. I understand it to be true, mm. man. We want that strong, intelligent, uh, and gorgeous uh, wife next to us because we just draw so much strength from them and that encouragement we do need encouragement i mean could we do it on our own yeah but would we would we be what we are without them i would submit to you no man i i would uh, agree i agree i just i draw so much from my wife and i know you do from yours I, i celebrate a strong woman and i would want for all women to be that way um In their lives, just to be courageous and find their voice and speak truth and go and encourage others. Strong people reach down and help others up. You build others up. And when you see someone reacting out of fear and jealousy and beating each other down, beating others down to try to get their nose up and lift themselves up, I would submit to you there's a there's a person who is weak and of weak character. And I, you know, I've I've listened, I've gotten probably multiple master's degrees in psychology, Rafa, just as a child, toddling around the house, playing with Mm -hmm. my army men in the next room and listening to counseling sessions of my strong parents and wise in the word of God, counseling couples and individuals in their lives who were sometimes mafia hitmen or all kinds of other people that have just had horrible lives of tragedy and they just came off they take their facade off that they had lived behind in, in public and and just came, got real with my dad saying here's what I really am I'm just a broken boy searching for meaning and I've done all these things and and I've I've got this facade that I present to the world and but what I really am is I'm broken and I'm 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 I'm, I'm sad and I don't feel loved help me. Damn right. And he he did. And, um, you know, so I know what real strength looks like. It's in the fruits of your labor. What do you do to help others? That's what the, the strong actually do. Totally. And uh, I encourage everybody to find that mm. in their own lives.
0: I agree with that 100%. I think if, if someone could find that, it'll be a life-changing, uh, defining moment, without a doubt. Now, talk to me about your defining moment in your life. Um times where you just realized, like, wow, you know, holy shit, I came from here and I'm here today, and what I'm doing, and because you're doing God's work. I think we've talked about that before. Um, and I think when a man finds that, that mission, that course of action, and he executes on that, there's a there's something so powerful because you've connected with uh, what you're doing, you're And you're living life with purpose and with intent so with that said you know give me an idea of where you had these defining moments in your life that built you to where you are today
1: yeah well i think one time was when i went to go sign up to be a a warrior in the navy seal teams i told my parents and and they said like basically we know who who do you think (laughs) you're telling we raised you (laughs) From a cha, you know, I mean, you, you you don't think we saw how you played <clears throat> and what, what you're always dri- driven to? <laughs> like, who do you think? There so was no me? no
0: surprise. They,
1: they were chuckling at me. I mean, they were they were laughing, Rafa. It was funny. It was it was entertaining. It was amusing to them that I was like, oh yeah, here, here's what I want to go do with my life. They're like, well, of course, duh. You know, so oh, I, I think that was a kind of a, a, an illuminating moment for me. Another time when I was in federal law enforcement, I blew the whistle on a very one of the top guys in the FBI uh, to call him out as a as a weakling and a corrupt deep state um, um, traitor. And well, he um, must
0: have exhibited tremendous moral courage right there. I mean, that's an ex- perfect example.
1: Well, that was for me. It was an example of mm-hmm. of myself taking that step to exercise it. I knew mm-hmm. it was going to be expensive. It cost me my entire federal career. I had all my six, sure. SEAL Team 6 decorated for heroic service and combat. And, um, you know, my five years of federal law enforcement all to, combined together toward my federal retirement and, and pension and benefits and medical health care. Sure. I lost all of it Damn. because this guy was an SES level executive and um, they were considered untouchables. And the, the deep state crooks rallied, circle the wagons around their own whenever they're exposed because they're all vulnerable and so they couldn't afford for him to go down he did a a special congressional delegation investigation was eventually brought to that field office and they got to the bottom of it and, and he got fired but um that was a defining moment and although expensive rafa um for a season in my life it's also where I made that turn and started finding my moral courage. I had physical courage. I was a fighter. I mean, anybody that messed with me, I would, I would, I would wreck them. So I had that physical confrontation type of courage. I would felt all the adrenaline and fear sometimes before I wrecked a dude, you know. But once you get started, it's like, okay, it's it's the same as it ever was. Mm-hmm. Um But but in exercising that courage to do the right thing, it built me. And then when I found Vets for Child Rescue and I prayed to God, I said, you know, God, I commit everything to you at this point. I'm I'm just I'm taking a knee, I'm surrendering. And I would I would challenge to any warrior, any athlete, any fighter, any man to find any other place in life where you can surrender and you can give up everything. You can forfeit everything and quit and say I surrender and win. Yeah. I don't know of anything. I don't know of anything that you can do on any level that where you can quit and forfeit and win other than to God Almighty, the all-powerful creator. Amen. When you submit to him and say God, I got nothing. I don't care about anything anymore. Damn the money, damn the career, damn the 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 uh reputation, the damn the popularity, any of it. Um Rafa, hey, you got me, I feel like I've yeah, give me my, give me one my screen second. cut off. It's okay. okay.
0: I'm I'm still here. Give me one second.
1: So it was really only when I just took a knee to God Almighty and said, I now I'm not gonna follow my own agenda. I'm going to ask for your direction, whatever that may be. I'm going to take a knee and say, God, whatever you mean for me to do, because I don't have your perspective as the creator of everything and knowing who's really doing what all across the globe and what their motives actually are and what would bring the most good on this planet, but you do. So I submit everything. You show me, tell me what you would have me do and I'll do it no matter what that means. I don't care what it means at this point. I'm over it. I hate what's going on with with all these corrupt politicians and these abusive platforms and all of these with the healthcare and big tech, you know, oh, censoring yeah. the truth mm-hmm. and big pharma poisoning everybody that I love and care about. And all of this the food industry that's toxic and poison and, and so many of these things that are that are banned and illegal in other countries that's allowed to be done to us how do i do the most good you show me and i'll do it wow at that point that was the probably the biggest epiphany and exercising of my moral courage and the biggest turning point in my life and and that's how i live now uh day to day so if god tells me to pack up and sell everything i own and move to kenya or something i'll do it (laughs) you know what i mean um uh, but right now's got me ex- you go <laughs> he's got me exposing and combating child trafficking and it's child and here's why I said I prayed God show me the aorta of this evil beast that's destroying planet Earth right now and taking down all of our Western nations show me the most sensitive Achilles heel and God I will go for it because I am unafraid I am unafraid show me and i will go even if i have to click open my own little pocket knife and climb into the mouth of the beast and, and rip the aorta out of, of heart i i mean i will do it i don't care uh, what it means for me and i it was just increasingly impressed upon me that the this child trafficking these ancient gods Baal and moloch are what people have always turned away from god to and and just dis- Destroying children, torturing children to death, taking their diaper off, raping them, burning them to death with blowtorch. Whatever they're doing to the children, they're doing for these ancient gods, really demonic. That's what this, this globalist cabal, this Luciferian cult, cannot afford to have the American populace widely alerted to and educated upon because once the populace is saturated with the knowledge the factual evidence that that destruction of children is at the core of their culture we will turn against them in masks we will we will ban their social media platforms we will ban their uh, big pharma corporations we will ban their news outlets and we will chase them out of our nation and it's all over with so that's why I'm hammering away at child trafficking because the pedophilia and the destruction of children is at the rancid core of of their culture, and it is what they cannot afford to be known, and that's why they they censor me and they they come at me with lawsuits and they smear my name with these throwaway trolls online that that uh, masquerade as you know some sort of you know idiotic mm-hmm. fake journalists and, and stuff like that. So smear campaigns and all that it lets me know I'm right on the target so I'm just hammering away at that and um I encourage everybody we're a nonprofit org so we can't run so we run joint operations everybody if you don't know bets for child rescue we run joint operations with federal and local law enforcement arresting child predators going after the child trafficking rings and we will arrest and, and prosecute anybody it doesn't matter we've got a 100% conviction rate we've arrested an on duty um federal agent federal law enforcement agent for the irs by the way for those of you that love the irs here's this guy was a pedophile he came to rape a 13 year old girl for her a 12 year old girl for her 13th birthday brought her a birthday cake you could watch his story in contra land we prosecuted him and convicted him um we arrested a high level mormon church elder he was 73 years old he came with a, a pocket full of viagra condoms and lube to rape two little girls and, um, uh, an, an active duty army recruiter. So it doesn't matter. I don't care who they are. I don't care what their status is. I don't care what their title is. If they're out to harm children, we need to put them in a box where they can rape no more. That's what we do. We alert the populace to it through media. We use media because again, back to fifth generation warfare, they're out to destroy our culture without firing a shot. That means they're attacking our culture. They're demoralizing our culture so that they can destabilize us for easy, hostile takeover. Mm-hmm. So media is how you, fit, you you fight Generation 5 warfare. That's why we made Contraland. That's why we've got a new TV show that's going to start airing in the fall called Defending Our Children. That's why we've got a radio show called the same, Defending Our Children. We're using media, but we're also running the operations, taking down the rings, taking down the leaders, rescuing the children. And uh, that's what we do. So, you know, um, we, we appreciate everybody's support to help fund the operations and fund the, the, the next um, media blast. We're going to do a documentary series, very hard hitting, that walks you through the factual evidence of what all is actually happening, that the mainstream news media will not tell you, although they have the responsibility to do it.
0: You said you are working on a new show. Um, You want to give us a little bit of a glimpse on what that new show or maybe when it's going to be released?
1: Yeah, well, the new TV show, we've already filmed all of season one. It's called Mm -hmm. Defending Our Children. It's a TV talk show, and we brought in numerous experts from different aspects of it to share with the viewers What's going on with child trafficking and solutions? Things that we can do, practical steps that we can each take uh, to safeguard our children from it and to safeguard our country from this attack, this destabilizing Gen Five warfare attack. So it's very mainstream that TV show, so they can air on any station. It's going to air globally on multiple networks. they still the production company, still working with different networks that they've got. St- you know numerous shows on um and have great relationships with but it'll start airing in october and i'll start making announcements once the once the final networks are locked in but then the documentary series we're going to do also a 10-part documentary series and that's going to mm-hmm. be mean streets up close and personal the the ugly truth of what's going on with child trafficking that Uh, The American populace are not informed on the nature of the operations, what these perps have done to these children, the surviving victims and what they've been through. Uh, Evidence on these Luciferian cults and a lot of people that were in them that you're not aware of and we will start breaking it down with factual evidence. I'm talking about the kind of factual evidence that a federal criminal investigator uses in a court of law to win cases, not just theory Mm. or or discussion but but the evidence to empower you against it because again it once we all unite and start taking concerted effort to get these judges and da's out of off the bench that won't prosecute these crimes and then we start getting elected officials in from the ground level up who serve we the people in good faith and not china or not our any of our other enemies that sure, so many yeah. of them are now then we could start turning this culture around. We could start seeing our, our national security solidified. We can regain control of our border and stop this fentanyl that's killing more than any war ever has. How much are you, hear, you hearing, you know, listeners, about fentanyl and how many hundreds of thousands it's killing? Do you realize China's behind that? They're making war on us by killing hundreds of thousands through fentanyl. You could track it. You can track it. Get online. You can research and verify the factual evidence of that, and the child trafficking the same. The human trafficking the same. They're bringing in now. They they don't want to prosecute any uh, criminals that are brought in from other nations in in regards to deport deporting them. So even murders, rapists, and, and everything else, they no longer want to deport any of these criminals, no matter how egregious or socially destructive their crimes are. Well, who would do that? There's nobody that's that incompetent, folks. At that level, at the highest level of, of global governance, sure. that's an attack. Those mm-hmm. people are of course. they are corrupt. They are serving yeah. our enemies, and if you don't believe me, look at their families' contracts and the billions that they're getting from China. Hey, it's just it doesn't take a whole lot of you know sleuthing and deep research to just get online and start seeing who's who, and so. But uh, that's the nature of those. Productions, Rafa.
0: Awesome. Tell me, uh, where can people
1: follow you? They can follow us. The main place that's linked to everything is mm-hmm. v4cr.org. And that's just an acronym for veterans for child rescue. Uh, you can also go to Contralandmovie.com. That website is also linked to v4cr.org. Okay. So um
0: and charitable yeah. contributions and all that they can that, that they all have links 100 percent yeah. okay yes oh, sir good. we
1: appreciate any assistance because man mm-hmm. uh, we need to fund this documentary series we can't wait to get rolling with that we've got experts and operations that we can run and show all of it so we encourage people to step up oh yeah finish funding that sure. we'll throttle up
0: so i'll be sharing that i'll be also putting that on the notes on the link here for you guys that uh want to go ahead and uh, give some contributions because we would like to see this uh, come to fruition. I mean, Craig's working very hard making this happen, and there's not many men out there like him. So that would be very, very helpful. All right, Craig, brother, it's been an honor to have you on, man. I love having deep conversations with you. And of course, we're going to do this more often, man.
1: Yeah, well, thanks for having me on. And I'm I'm proud of you and your contributions <clears> to <throat> our society and, and training uh, more warrior-spirited men who, uh, again, our enemies are demonized. And why? Because strong alpha males are a threat. You know, we're the protectors. So why wouldn't they attack the, uh, the role of the protector? So God bless you for all that you do, brother, as well.
0: Amen, brother. Thank you. What a great conversation here with Craig Sawyer. Powerful as hell. Now listen, we need more men out there that have strong moral courage in everything that they do. I hope that you take some of these principles that you learned from this podcast and apply them into your life today. All right, guys, God bless. Remember, your life may be challenging and full of dangers, but never retreat. Your last battle may be your greatest victory.